Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Luke and Pete Show. I am Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moa, and we're back in your ears on your podcast channel, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. Don't gunge me, mate. Could be iTunes, could be the iOS store, it could be an old man under a bridge, wherever you get your podcasts. We're available. Out of a little paper bag. Have a little paper bag. Have a little drink down the park. Don't tell the park ranger because he'll have your hands off. Have a little spin on that. Have a little spin on that. Luke Miller. First one's free, mate. Luke Miller, um, you were just saying off air, uh, you couldn't remember what you did this week. I can tell you what I did this week. I've been researching what can only be described as a conspiracy theory. Okay, tell me more. I don't mm. know what's happening here. I mean, it's at this point that I've noticed that uh, Luke Moore hasn't armed the recording arm for the iPad, so we're just recording uh, a mic here. So uh, that uh, intro, I'm going to have to add in post. So just imagine, Luke, <laughs> that, you know, I don't have to do any extra work. I've had a lot on, sorry. Because of your deficiencies. So, but it's fine, it's fine, it's all good. Uh, yes, um, we. Uh, I've found out about a new conspiracy theory, and it, I'm really... Uh, it's slightly enraged, slightly excited by it. Doesn't involve me, does it? It's amazing, right? We got um um uh, who was I reading about last night? Kat Von D, uh, famous tattooist yes. from the TV show um not London Inc, LA Inc, and New York Inc, and all those kind of inky programs about tattoos and stuff. <laughs> Ink, inky inky program. programs. And she's uh, she's got a new line of um uh, vegan um eyeliner and shit like that. Vegan Very, eyeliner, vegan indeed. eyeliner. Because okay. everything, everything either contains or is tested upon animals. Right, from them little rabbits in their eyes. And uh, yeah, she's um, come out as she's going to um, she's going to raise a child as vegan. Fine, whatever. Fine, whatever you want to do. Uh, but she's also uh, raising a child as vegan, and also without the old um, vaxxers. She's an anti-vaxxer. Oh dear! Um, and so, like, there's just so many people like that. You know, we've reached 2018. Anti-vaccinations. We've got um, flat earthers. Everyone's gone batshit mental. We've got flat earthers. We've got anti-vaxxers. We've mm. got anti-earthers. Flat vaxxers. <laughs> yeah. We've got all of them. And when I said anti-earthers there, you looked at me like, hang on, I'm not having this. You going, didn't realise it was a joke. Ah, I know, I know. You subverted my uh, uh, what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. And from whence the comedy arose. So what's, um, your, what's, your, um, what's your theory then? Jet engines. Yeah, so these people reckon that uh, jet engines don't run on uh, petroleum, don't run on uh, the old uh, jet fuel. Right. They run on compressed air. Uh, and they say that we are spending so much money on um, 
on uh, on fuel basically, and all of our um, tickets are very expensive because of the um, conceit that jet fuel costs a lot of money. Right. Uh, but in fact, all planes run on compressed air. I haven't gone too far into it, but I've watched a few YouTube videos about it, and it's bloody mental. Okay. And to, for those people who think that planes can run, maybe they can run. Maybe some engines can be modified to be run on compressed air rather than jet fuel. Um, how wh- wh- the energy still has to be expended to compress that air in the first place. Air is not naturally compressed. You've still got to use some kind of petrol or electricity to compress that air. Can compressed air melt steel beams? Don't know. Um, so when you said you've got a, com- a conspiracy theory, what you meant was you read about compressed air on the internet. I read about people who are making YouTube yeah. videos about uh, the whole conspiracy theory that uh, there's not, no such thing as jet fuel anymore. Uh, none of the planes run on jet fuel. They all run on compressed air, which is news to me. Could pilot Neil inform us? <laughs> he probably could. Stick your head, Neil, right into that engine. Have a look around. <laughs> yeah, turn it on. Fire turn up, it on. Mate. Fire up. Have a little look around and uh, see what happens. Open the, open the, the in quotes, fuel tank. <laughs> Have a little drink up. Have a little drink. See what's in there. What oh, it's just there. air. It's just, it's just air. What what noise? If you you know get one of those um, those uh, Leatherman uh, multi-purpose tool knives things. Oh yeah. Get the knife bit out. Just jab it as hard as you can into the uh, into the side of the plane. And if two, it's, there's one of two noises that's going to happen, it's either going to be, "Oh my God, Neil, what are you doing? Stop stabbing the plane!" Yeah. Or, <laughs> or this noise. Yeah. So uh, there we go. No, never has a pilot come over the um, intercom and said, um, "Terry, sorry about this." Because uh, you know, they all speak like that. But I've uh, just come over the intercom. No, no, it's not what I meant. I think you know that. I was, I was carrying some erotic contraband, and I couldn't take it any longer. We were running uh, a little bit short of um, compressed air, <laughs> so um, we're gonna have to take some from the cabin. Could could everybody blow into the pipes? <laughs> yeah. if, if you uh, look above your seat, there'll be a tube that will fall down. <laughs> you blow into that as hard as you can, being sure to affix the mask to your face before helping anyone else, <laughs> and blow the air into the uh, compressed air tanks, that, which you'll know as the fuel tank. That, that, but <laughs> I can assure you, like, it'll be really patronised about it, I can assure you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is actually... Full of compressed air. <laughs> um, here's my uh, idea about flat Earth. All right. Uh, well, first of all, what do you think about the flat Earth uh, philosophy? Uh, what's it called? Hypothesis. I am enjoying the fact that uh, these days they have to um, hilariously um, they have to hilariously go into the situation where they have to pretend Australia doesn't exist, and yeah. anyone who, who's been to Australia is it's a liar. And the and people who were there are, yeah. are actors. Yeah. But I just don't understand that why Australia is singled out. Bearing in mind that by their hypothesis. Any country could be a lie. Why are they picking yeah. Australia and uh, Micronesian, Polynesian, all those places? In the words of a Fame Academy uh, graduate, David Snedden, you're living a lie. David Snedden. But my, 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 um, the point I was just quickly going to make on Flat Earth. Oh, and... fuck off, mate. What? Your points. All right. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's a fair, it's, listen, you're only saying what the listeners I know, are I know, right? Yeah. I know, right? I know, right? I know, right? Um, I've got some Duncan Ballantyne stuff later. Oh, stop! You I haven't. I no. haven't. It was just a joke. No, it was just a joke. I'm leaving. Can I just? I, I hope You're busy we enough, Luke Moa. I hope we haven't mentioned this on the uh, on the show with, before. With none of your anodyne Bannatine nonsense. Anodyne Bannatine. That's his full yeah. name. Mm. Uh, so a couple of people on actually, there was one person on iTunes which stuck in my craw said that. <laughs> 
that said about this show, it's not very good because I keep repeating their stories. We're in our late 30s, mate. We can't remember anything that's happening. How do you not expect us to repeat our stories? If anything, it builds what radio people would say is a community. Yeah, and you've got to remember that um, some people join in halfway through. Exactly. And doors off in the middle yeah. of podcasts and stuff. And that's just the presenters. Mm. Um, so I was just really going to say, at the risk of saying it, because, and it already been said before, the thing that blew my mind the most about flat earthers yeah. is they don't believe that the other planets in the solar system are flat. They believe they're all spheres. They're all <laughs> planets. They're all spherical. It's just Earth that's flat. Why? I, yeah, exactly. They, do they just add to their, you know, wacky hypothesis and then... They just seem to like sort of they they come up with a stupid idea and then they have to prove it um, with nonsense. But then they also have to sort of add shit to it to make it more interesting uh, and to make it more yeah. know, to square away any any, any situations. Um, it's like the opposite to Occam's Razor, basically. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a bizarre place to get yourself in. I mean, there's there's so much stuff to actually learn about than to you know start making up shit. I don't know. I'm I, I know it's um, often said, but I'm tired of this anti. Um, Anti-expert kind of uh, yeah. 2018. We've I saw a great tweet once. I saw a great tweet once. In obviously it was a response to Brexit because everything is a response to Brexit these days. Um, and it said, um, <laughs> oh, it said, I'm fed up of all these facts, figures, and statistics. Mm. Leave me alone. I'll stick to my own opinions. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? Like, Love it. It's such it's hubris mixed with absolute clod. Tosh. Headed tosh. 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 Absolute tosh. Tosh lines from the bill. Yes. Tosh lines from the bill. Moustache. Don't blame him. No. I once, when Grand Theft Auto 4's trailer came out, I <laughs> spent a good afternoon thinking about it when I had a lot more free time um, uh, putting tosh lines in the background of loads of scenes of Grand Theft Auto 4. And I went, All right. isn't it weird how Grand Theft Auto 4 has got a lot of tosh lines from the bill in it? Yeah, and uh, a bit like Cold War Steve on Twitter. The video, the video what's it? Oh yeah, that's yeah. he's great. Yeah. He's fantastic. Uh, it's always the same characters. Always like Arsene Wenger, Steve McFadden, Kim Jong Un. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Donald Trump's else? always involved. Ian Beale. He's always he's always in his um, dishevelled uh, Trump look. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about five people watched the video. I don't know why I did it. I don't know why I do anything. I liked your dad's with swords videos. We've talked about that before. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. No, don't, don't repeat yourself. So it's, not, um, it's, not just, it's not just miss with you. Sometimes no. it is occasionally hit. Hit. But it's annoying that you spend all afternoon doing a little video that you think is really white hot entertainment and then it gets to a point where you could just go on the, um, say, the Football Ramble account and just write, Fannies! And it gets 100 retweets. You're like, well, what's the point in doing anything? Yeah, I have seen but, you do exactly that with <laughs> um, Mate. It was a scientific study. More recently. I, the I drawings weren't. No, they weren't. They weren't. Um, the, the more recently, I, sometimes I do a previously on Luke and Pete show, and we all know that, but right. I didn't do it this time around. So, yeah. more, but more recently, we have been talking about films, right? We right. talked a bit about uh, Annihilation. Yes. Um, no sooner had we made that episode and put it out, and I talked a lot about it and how much I enjoyed it. First tweet back, watch that Annihilation, five out of ten. People, That's good. people just don't like. People just aren't into it. You, you were annoyed that um, uh, our good friend at Stakarov Industries, Sam. Uh, he uh, didn't enjoy it quite so much, and um... yeah, I said that didn't I? I said because he he, well, he was an, he was annoyed with the um, special effects. Yeah, but anyway, on the um, on the sort of continuing film tip, have you um, seen the trailer for that film Hereditary? No. Have you heard of it? No. So there's this horror film out called Hereditary by a um, 
by a, a debut a debut director, I believe. Right. And it is supposed to be this generation's Exorcist. It's supposed to be the the scariest film in many a moon. Oh, I've seen that little weird looking kid. Yeah, she's involved. She's involved. Um, and it's got unbelievable reviews. Unbelievable. Um, the um. One of the reviews, I haven't got it to hand, but it said something I'm looking like... at it now, 8 out of 10 IMDb, Metacritic, 86%, 92 Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That's pretty good. So it said, I mean, one of the reviews says, um, Hereditary avoids cheap shock and all scare tactics almost entirely, instead building up to a bone-chilling tension uh, that's relatable and frighteningly realistic. Ooh. Um, uh, one of the reviews I read of it said, um, genuinely upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> which I quite liked. So I was wondering because you're normally you've probably, I, I thought you, I would have thought you'd interviewed all the stars and you knew all about it, but clearly it's passed you by, is it? No, it's completely. Passed I really you by. want to see it, but at the same time I don't because I'm quite frightened by it. Well, let me um, give you the um, don't give I, me the plot. No, let me give you the IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, Common Sense Media scores for uh, one of my favourite films, Air Bud. Oh God, here we go. Okay, five point one out of ten from IMDb, forty five percent Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, four out of five from uh, Common Sense Media. So. There we go. You know, Airbus, uh, can't Airbus, beat it. Uh, a basketball playing, uh, I think it's basketball playing dog. I thought it was a frisbee. No, every dog can play frisbee. That's true, it'd be boring, wouldn't it? It's just a normal <laughs> dog, mate. Look at this fucking dog. How are we getting an hour and a half? What's the budget your, for this? It's a normal dog. CGI um, for the frisbee, very expensive. And, and going back to Annihilation, Richard <laughs> Hay on Twitter said it didn't get a release because um, I remember I said to you it's straight to Netflix. Right. Um, apparently it got very uh, negative test screenings, Ooh. which didn't please the producer. But Alex Garland refused to re-edit it and uh, decided to bury it and sold the rights to Netflix. But that's how it can go sometimes these well, there days. We go. One of my favourite films is um, Suburban Commando featuring Hulk Hogan. So maybe you can find me the reviews <laughs> on that, Pete. I was, looking at the, uh, I was looking at the trailer um, reviews for the trailer for Annihilation. Um, that's the Fortnite Storm. That's a, a, a Frankie Parker says that. That's something. You've what, Pete, I, I, at, the risk of, at the risk of making myself an absolute laughing stock to you and everyone listening at home, I'll risk it. What is Fortnite? It's a. Uh, is it like player game. battleground thing? It's a video game. It's play, it's basically player unknowns battlegrounds, but done uh, in a slightly more polished fashion, and it's free, and that's why it's been able to maintain market penetration because literally everyone is playing it. it came out on the Switch yesterday. The uh, E3 obviously is happening at the moment where all the video games are announced, um, and they basically said at the Nintendo E3 um, direct thing, they sort of went, "Hey, it's out now. Go and get it, dickheads!" Right. That's a nice um, way of doing it, because nice I, I saw a couple it. of the England squad talking about playing it in their downtime. I always think about um, Half-Life 3, which is a game that uh, people have been waiting for forever, and it probably n- will never come out, but I think if they ever do it, they might do a David Boy. Hey, hey guys, uh, the album's out next week. The right. first album in five years. What game's that you were talking about? Half-Life 3. It's, okay. um, they, did, they did two, and two changed everything. It was incredible, uh, yeah. and so people have been waiting about Wow, ten years, fifteen years for the next one, and it's. Um, and do you think it'll ever happen? I don't think it'll ever happen, but if it does, I reckon they'll probably do a. Uh, it's out now. Go and get it. Very nice. So there we go, guys. Very nice. And Hitman's two- back. He's off to Miami. He's off to F one. Beautiful. Love a bit of Hitman. One of my favorite games. But what about video games on this show? So, mate, let's just turn this into a game show. You can do Chucky Egg. I can do Hitman. Chucky Egg. <laughs> I wouldn't be just be doing Chucky Egg, Pete. Actually, the joke's on you there because I'll be doing Exile. I'll be doing Elite. Elite. I'd be doing Super Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. Well, I'd be doing origi- Super Mario. I haven't finished Super Mario sixty four on the Nintendo sixty four. Super Mario sixty four, the original battle royale game. Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. A uh, world of Mario's, a hundred of them fighting up off against each other. 
I think Super Mario World is as close to perfection as you'll get in a platform game. What do you think about that? I think you're a basic bitch and we should move on. Yeah, let's do some emails let's after do this. Let's do some emails. After this damn break. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. She's going to report me for saying bugger, you know. Oh, just wait till I see your mother. You're in real trouble. Oh, I say, wait, you got to go and see her. Then tell her this bugger shit, fuck shit, fucking sphincter. You shouldn't be doing that. Sorry, um, mate. Yeah. Get uh, 10 seconds out of it, yeah, can't you? Yeah, 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 it's fine. Emails, baby. If you want to get in touch with us, the show address is hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Oh, I got, I got a bit gassy then. And we're getting to the point. Sorry, I'll get you back. We're getting to the point now. Can you where, pat my back? Do you think we should stop Do the I... email emails forwarding to our personal addresses and just use that account because we're getting so many it's doing my head in? What do you mean? As in, so when when someone emails hello at lukeandpeacher yeah, I get it forwarded to my email address. Right, save me logging into another account. I'm just saying I might stop it. Because it's too much. I mean, that's between you and your email box. What do you think? I you sh- have that I as well, don't you? No. Oh, you don't? Okay, I'm right. an idiot. Okay, yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah, you know the internet. I'm a compartmentalizer. Mm. I there put the mental into compartmentalizer. So if you do want to get in touch, it's hello at lukeandpeteshow.com yeah. or Pete's personal email address, which is... Uh, I'm not going to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, first things first, uh, we're talking about national treasures. Um, I think I or somebody may have suggested Fred Dibner. Uh, I'm not going to go into the reasons why uh, I'm saying this, but Nick and Daniel having none of this Fred Dibner for national treasure uh, for reasons I can neither prove nor get into. So uh, thank you for those emails. I've taken so- it under consideration and 
Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, but just in the interest of fairness, Pete. Yeah, the person who suggested Fred Dibner was you. Correct. So it's I on know you. nothing of people's private well, lives. Speaking of that, I'm very much sensible chap. Uh, Bourdain died there this week. Oh yes. Cause Let's I, talk about that. Because I wouldn't have. Um, I wasn't like the biggest fan, but he always seemed like a a pretty correct kind of guy. And I think um, listening to uh, the interview since he died. Um, wow, what an interesting chap. Yeah, my, my, I mean, for those... You know you know what I'm like, I hate food programmes. Yeah, exactly. But he's he was never about that, was he, really? He was kind of... Well, it's more a bit much... about life and, and how food, I guess, relates to life. And yeah. he was more of a... It was a bit of a, um, an explorer, a traveller, all that kind of stuff. He's a bit like... And my, my, my knowledge of him isn't at all at expert level either. Um, but I would say he's a bit more like a Rick Steiny type character. He used to go around travelling around, experiencing things as well, rather than just cooking and all that kind of stuff. Well, he's you know he's a man who you know he grew up in you know being a chef for something like twenty years, and and he wrote that um, New York Times article, and and that kind of propelled him into stardom. And, and I think I sort of listened to a, a good hour long interview with um, Matt Maron that he re put out from about ten years ago. Yeah, uh, and it was just interesting to sort of hear him sort of say, "Well, I basically got a third third chance there." I, I, I read Kitchen Confidential a number of years ago, uh, which is, I think, I think probably his most famous. I, I, I think he, I don't know how many books he's written, to be honest, but I think that's probably his most famous. Um, and I didn't actually enjoy it that much. I found it a little bit, I don't know, a little Corky. bit. Yeah, yeah, I did. And do you know what? One thing I will do is I will go back and read it because I, I, I caught it, I looked it on my bookshelf um, just yesterday and thought, you know, I'm going to reread that. I, 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 I owe him that much, I think. So I'll do that. But yeah, an absolute tragedy, of course. Um, but um, I don't think it was it was enough to just call him a celebrity chef. I mean, obviously he was a traveller, a sort of documentary maker, a, an author. And... He, he spoke very eloquently, um, and I think it's something that I sort of need to learn a little bit more. I think uh, about who's that really right wing um, guitarist um, in in uh, in like um, Republican circles in the US? Ted Nugent. Yeah, he was good friends with Ted Nugent. Was he? Yeah, and like that. he's like. You, st- you 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 go around the world and stuff and you um go to these places that are you know have problematic uh, kind of uh, political um outlooks it, it frequently and you break bread with these people and 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 then they'll they'll be the loveliest most hospitable people in the world and then they'll turn around and say something like the Jews did 911 you know yeah, what i mean yeah. they they they'll they'll turn around and do something say something dreadful uh, you, you can't just write people off simply because they're political views and i have a severe problem with that kind of outlook, well, I would, I would go, for, I would go better. I would go further than that, Peter. I, I, Ted Nugent is a ridiculous example because the man is clearly insane. Insane. <laughs> right, so put, park him to one side. My my take on that particular point there would just be: since when um, do 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 people's political beliefs have anything to do with anything? I mean, why why are we now in a world? Why do we live in a world? And it's particularly bad in the US, by the way. Why do we live in a world? where everyone's political views are known. Why do you have to come out on one side of the fence or the other? Because, why, because why, let think, me finish. Why should you know or care about my political views and why should I care about yours? Be- because um, frequently um, party politics, but specifically um, p- p- personal politics, uh, when it comes to women, when it comes to uh, ethnic minorities, when it comes to any BAME um, um, groups, um, that shows that you are not a thoughtful uh, and pleasant person. If it was just, you know, my feelings about the fucking Cuban Missile Crisis or communism, that's less personal. But the problem is politics has entered the bedroom. It's entered the uh, the fucking uh, the house, you know what I mean? It's it's entered people's lives and made people's lives um, miserable. Do you want to hang around with... Would, would you hang out with a fucking paedophile? Would you hang out with a fucking... Like, it's akin to shit like that for me. What's, what's a paedophile got to do with politics? Well, I'm just saying that uh, someone 
does uh, ha- has certain feelings or certain ideas about how the world should work uh, that that are just abhorrent to be quite. If, frank. if you've if you've got nothing more to offer as a human being in terms of your interactions with other people than a firmly held dogmatic political opinion, then no, I don't want to associate with you. My my point isn't. We're not talking a different. We're not arguing here, really. We're essentially debating separate points. My, my, Do your politics make you a cunt? Basically, I think that's kind of yeah, on, on yeah, a but, 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 yeah. But I think certain politics. Well, do. hang on, hang on, hang on. All I'm saying is, why shouldn't it just be like what your salary is? Why does everyone else have to know? That's my point. Why has it got be, to be? Why has it got to be articulated and publicised? Not just among your social friendship group, but uh, on Twitter, uh, publicly, on everything you do to tell everyone exactly what you think about a specific political issue. When ultimately, you get one vote at an election, I get one vote at an election. That guy over there who's mad gets one vote at an election. That woman down there gets, and that's it. So why not just keep it to yourself and talk about something else? The problem is, the problem is in the world these days. But by the way, it's not different political opinions. The problem is too much. Politics. Politics. No, it's That's too, the it's, problem. Uh, no, it's too much Twitter. It's too much um, people running to uh, Twitter to um, you know make their statements like they're the fucking president. That that, that bothers my piss. That doesn't mind nothing. I rarely do that. Get involved with that kind of business. But uh, so what? What do we do? We just sit down, read the fucking uh, the Daily Star or the Sun or the, or, or the Express uh, that tells us that uh, Muslims are bad, and we we stick that in our heads. Uh, and then we just go to the polls and then we uh, vote a fascist in. Is that how we're supposed to deal with this stuff? Or people who you would probably regard as more enlightened are sort of going, this is fucking bullshit. Uh, people uh, of uh, of ethnic minorities, uh, gay women, they're not getting uh, a fair crack of the whip and the main parties just aren't um, responding in like and, and the newspapers. Uh, it, it is state media uh, when you look at st- how popular the sun is compared to the Guardian. I think it's a responsibility of people to, to talk about, I'm, I'm afraid, because we're in a situation where everything's a little bit shit for people who aren't people like you, two white middle-class men. Yeah, I mean, I do take that point, but I ultimately still think that the problem with, with politics is that it's permeated everything. It's permeated everything. So no one takes anyone on merit. No one takes it. I mean, I think it was Ricky Gervais that said, um, no one looks at what someone's saying anymore. They look at the person who's saying it, and that's not helpful. But anyway, look, we're getting bogged down here. Uh, one, at one point in the deep, distant past, we were going to do people's emails, Peter. Yes. Now, you've filtered out all the ones with political opinions you don't agree with, yes. which is fine, because I haven't got time to do the admin myself, so I can't complain. Well, sorry, we start with this one, uh, which I think will um, offset what we've just been talking about. Uh, <laughs> Tamus WG from Australia. Uh, gentlemen, in Australia, the unforeseen erection suffered slash enjoyed on a moving bus or train is called... Travel fat. A travel. There's nothing travel political fat. about erections. Um, we all get them. Mm. Actually, there's some people don't. And that's why they got their opinion. Does a statue count as an erection? <laughs> so, well, I don't know. It, it has been erected. Yeah, exactly. So it probably so, does. Can you have a Confederate erection? I don't know. Of course you can. Of course you can. Doesn't mean we agree with it. Yeah. Um, Ryan has also been in touch, um, saying, "Hello, Luke and Pete. During a holiday in 1995, our parents took a 10-year-old me and my little sisters to Disneyland Paris for the oh. day. For the day." I mean... Long day, that. <laughs> Depending where you live. Yeah. They might have lived just outside Paris. Um, we've been on a p- couple of rides with no incident, and we then went round the Big Thunder Mountain ride, which is a Frontierland mine train roller coaster. We've been on the front carriage and exiting the ride, disaster struck. There was a small amount of water on the floor by the ride, which I slipped on, and I proceeded to fall about 1.5 metres down the pit in front of the ride. This is chaos. <laughs> Because I tried to keep listen to this. Because I tried to keep tried to keep my footing, I fell in an upright position, landing on the ride track in between my legs. Uh, Stop the ride! Stop it! Yeah, 
forever, I think. He said, I was, I, was, I was quickly hoisted out in the, uh, from in front of the ride by my dad uh, and, and staff with blood already soaking through my shorts, the genitals having taken the full impact of the fall. <laughs> what the it's get, It gets worse. Paramedics were called and I was left mortified as they whipped my chap out in front of all the ride goers to assess the damage. I was then taken uh, in a Disney ambulance to the on-site medical centre and not let out until I stopped pissing blood. You, you must be this appalled to ride this ride. To make matters worse, they put my balls, which were black and blue, in bandaging and gave me deeply uncool 101 Dalmatian boxer shorts to replace my bloodied clothes. Sorry, why aren't we in a hospital at this point? Why are we just being treated by, like, medics? Disney hospital, mate. What, 101 Dalmatians? Being treated by Shere Khan of the uh, Jungle but, Book. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I put a fucking Mickey Mouse stent in your arm. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Transplant uh, Pluto's uh, liver. Um, <laughs> I think with company liability on the mind of the staff, I was given Q jumps for the rise to compensate my trauma. That's the least the I fuck expect. It, wh- why are you even still there? Yeah, this included the using... French. Listen to this, though. This included using special paths to the rides built specially for a recent visit by Michael Jackson. <laughs> the fuck is this? The staff seemed to think that I'd be impressed, but A, I wasn't a fan of Michael Jackson, and B, I didn't want to go near a ride again anyway. Adding insult to injury, I couldn't play football for the rest of the summer until my swollen and bruised balls were let out of bandaging and my parents refused to seek compensation because they were just happy I was okay. There has been no lasting impact except I'm too comfortable with nudity now. This has been cathartic. Sorry for the length of the email. Take care, Ryan. The batteries in my Greek hotel at the moment are um, Q-Connect. Ryan, um... I don't know where to start with that, to be honest. Where there's blame, there's a claim. I blame the parents. As, why isn't the parents taking them home? My yeah. kids, if I was piss, if my child was pissing blood, I would not take the say-so of the fucking talking candle from Beauty and the Beast. Mm. His hands are fire for one. Be our guest, be our guest. <laughs> Put our <laughs> service to the... T- yeah, Jesus. his hands are actually fire. If yeah. he tries to trick you, he's going to set you ablaze. Yeah. But I guess at that age, you want to appear, yeah. so you'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Cinderella tried to do the operation, but she had to be home by midnight. <laughs> it's, so much of this. Yeah. Give I wish, it a few moments. In a way, I wish I planned this in advance, because yeah, I've exactly. had loads more. Uh, the, the cock from uh, Robin Hood. Uh, he I, I plays that one that well. a banjo, banjo string. No? <laughs> Something like that. Might be a mandolin, actually. Never mind. Uh, right. Under the sea. Under the sea. There's no tracks to... <laughs> Under the train. Crack your knackers on them. Under um, the train. Oh, my word. Terrible. Dread, dreadful. That was a real departure, wasn't it? What? I'll tell you what, I lightened the mood after your political rant, which I didn't care for. Why? We were having a political discussion. I know, but you were ranting a bit. I like a rant. Stuart Patterson from Aberdeen. Stuart Patterson from Aberdeen. Hello, Stuart Patterson from Aberdeen. Uh, he was uh, listening to the Rest of Me podcast and migrated over to the Luke and Pete show. We like those emails because we got the adverts work. The systems are working. Thank Christ. Rest um, of Me is a fantastic show with Pete and a more talented man called Mark. Fuck off. My baby boy Joel was very poorly when he was born in May and spent a week in the neonatal unit. Also very stressful uh, time for any parent. Uh, I had to make some grim early morning and late night drives to and from the hospital not knowing if he was going to make it. Uh, listening to your nonsense about late night takeaway orders and £250 bro. Broadband make the trips bearable. Can I just say, on the £250 a month broadband, yes. I warned you, that would, that would make you feel, seem like you were out of touch with the common man. And we got a couple of tweets saying, he's an absolute knobhead, Donaldson. Uh, whoa, whoa, why is that? Just putting it out, I don't no, know. No, I'm saying that I am interested in the modern man, I'm getting fucked in the behind. 
<laughs> yeah, but you are still paying. I'm Bruce Springsteen. I'm getting fucked by yeah. the government. Can't start a broadband. I'm literally getting fucked by the Tories. They're saying they're going to have super fast broadband everywhere. Where's my super fast broadband, Tories, mate? Tories again, mate. Fucking Tories. You, listen, you're in a position of power. Maybe you can get an audience with me. <sighs> Jesus. Come on. Anyway. Joel's home now and doing uh, well indeed. Lovely so, to uh, hear. Great to hear. Always. Uh, God bless that NHS. Eh? God bless that child. God bless the child. It's got its own. Can't be the looking bitch, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, because you helped me through such a tough time, I thought I'd give something back by embarrassing an old school friend. I was going to change his name, but we fell out a few years ago uh, over a bird. So I'm going with his real moniker. You can't call girls birds. No, but well, you know, even though it sounds fake. And to be clear, this is not me saying that it happened to a friend to cover that it was me. That uh, means exactly. it is. That means it is. If you hadn't left that in there, we yeah. wouldn't have considered it. The Primary 7 annual shot Walker Road Primary in Aberdeen in 1989 was Tom Sawyer. We performed, it, we performed it every night for a week in the church hall. Uh, it was next to the school in front of a room filled with parents, teachers, counsellors, and anyone else who could be asked sitting through it. It was a chore. My pal, Watson Brown. That does sound like a made-up name. Fair <laughs> Watson Brown? Watson Brown. I'm sorry, mate. We're, Stuart, we're not, we're not going to go along with this. It's we, Watson Brown of Aberdeen. What's fucking Watson Brown doing? <laughs> what's, he, what's Watson Brown doing? What's Brown doing here? What's he doing? Eh. Uh, anyway, they were in the chorus uh, and they played Anonymous Villagers. In one of the final scenes, we stood at the back of the stage as some bit of business played out, really paying attention. Uh, as the scene wore on, Watson suddenly became very animated and flushed. In whispered tones, he said something about needing the toilet, uh, but there was nothing he could do because to get to the toilet would mean him walking across the stage and interrupting the show. He had no option but to brave it out. At one point, the poor bugger got a row from a teacher in the wings uh, for moving about and drawing attention. Eventually, nature took its course and he pashed himself. There was a puddle on the stage. Word quickly got round and there was a fair bit of hilarity. Uh, for, uh, Paul Watson's uh, got uh, dog's abuse, but to make matters worse, this was the night the show was being recorded. A week later, he had to sit in the common room and relive his nightmare as the whole school watched the tape. I think that was worth, uh, worse than him soiling well, of himself. Of course it's worse. Of course I mean, it's If you worse. do it in front of a handful of people, that's yeah. one thing, but then having it played back in front of you, well, that's absolutely outrageous. Oh, penguins at the zoo. Yeah. I remember the tension in the room building as everyone wondered how much we'd get to see. It was very clear what was going on. Uh, you could see his uh, flushed face and see him jumping onto another seat as he couldn't stand the pressure any longer. I still clearly remember the teachers howling with laughter. Even to my young mind, I thought this was a bit over the score. Doubt they'd get away with that now. I think they may have, I think they may even have rewound, rewound the tape. That's outrageous. They scarred that boy. They have scarred him. I've not seen the video for years, but I would love to see it again. Obviously, I just fast forward to the pishy bit. Sorry I've rambled on for so long. So long. Uh, I've also got a romantic story that's not very romantic and involves bodily functions. If you're interested in that, cheers, guys. Stuart uh, Patterson, I think, Aberdeen. I think we'll leave that last offer. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, we'll see what we got on. This is not medical advice. Right. But Pete, I'm going to ask you, uh, I'm, it's, it's either one thing or the other that holding in your wee for a bit strengthens your bladder muscles and makes you less likely to be incontinent in old age. Apparently so. Or is it that, or is it that you shouldn't ever hold it in because it weakens the muscles? No, I, I, think remember. Bum, I think bum bum weakens, wee wee, you can keep it in. Because I'm always very proud of the fact that I occasionally go to bed with a full bladder and I never wet the bed. <laughs> Yeah. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and that is and the minimum. On, and that is on my Tinder profile. And that is the minimum we all expect. Do, do not, do not piss myself. No. Yeah. Um, that is, I mean, is it the minimum people expect that? It is really, isn't it? Yeah. 
It really does. Um, I've got another email here. And Give I've us not, an email, I've Luke. not read it in advance. So I'm just going to bash it out. Bash it out, mate. Um, it's from uh, um, Alex Leonard. He says, Hi, lads. I've been waiting for the moment that I felt compelled to immediately write an email to you following something discussed on the show. Who could have known it would be Bill Oddie's inclusion on a future National Treasures list that would do it for me? <laughs> I just wanted to play devil's advocate and raise a dispute as to why Bill Oddie should not be included on your list. Now, we didn't say he was going to be on the list. We just de- debated the merits yeah. of him. I seem to remember I wasn't keen. You were, I don't think you were. Picture the scene. It's May 2008. He hangs out in bushes for crying out loud. And True. And the innocent 12-year-old me is watching Springwatch with my family one evening before the watershed, which back then was a staple in the Leonard family household. Then while narrating about the mating of some stag beetles, uh, beetles, 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 uh, the usually restrained Oddie sees an opportunity and grasps it. And the following is now taken from a Telegraph article I googled to ensure this actually happened and I hadn't dreamed it at some point. And this is Bill Oddie now. A male stag beetle was described as a horny boy. A female sparrow was described as asking for it and getting it, basically. Oh. A female stag beetle was impersonated in a squeaky voice, pleading, Oh, come on, big boy. Come and get it. Oh, be gentle with me. And then, in a profoundly sinister male voice, Mr. Oddie narrated that, rather surprisingly, he is uh, being gentle with the female stag beetle. Um, now, being 12, I was just about uh, beginning to deal with awkward moments, such as encountering the odd sex scene on TV with your parents in the room, but this was much worse. Oddie's voice saying, come on, big boy, became forever ingrained in my mind. I daren't turn around, look at my parents, or indeed even breathe during this moment. It was excruciating. And thus, Beetlegate and the childhood trauma it caused me is why Bill Oddie should not be a future national treasure. Cheers, lads. Hope you enjoyed this recollection <laughs> of my childhood pain, Alex Leonard. Now, it's not really Bill Oddie's fault, that, is it? Um, I mean, I don't it think... massively is. If he's on television going, come on, big boy, let's do this or whatever, like, I mean... But it's just a stag beetle, isn't it? <laughs> do you know what? I, I, I don't think I've mentioned this before. I may have told you this hang before. On, what's, hang on, what's the animal that you could say, come on, big boy, and talk, like, do impressions of, like, women asking for it effectively? Um, what is the animal that you couldn't get away with? Stag beetle's okay, apparently, in your book. Yeah. Well, anything, uh, any, camel. Ins- any insects, okay. Camel's got pretty eyelashes. What? Camels have got a pretty camel. eyelashes. Yeah, I know, I know, I know what you're feminine. getting out there. Um, I'm just saying that you're wrong. <laughs> on a similar, on a similar, on a similar sort of vein in terms of like embarrassment stuff. Um, I remember when I was young, I, was, I can't remember how old, but younger than should have been watching it, I guess. Ooh. Um, I asked my parents to record the film Top Gun off the TV. Yeah. Um, because it was on after I was going to bed and they, and they said, yeah, they will. So they recorded it on VHS for me. And uh, they let me have it, and I watched it, and all that kind of oh, stuff. Did they let you have it? And I watched. Go on, stop big boy. It, let them it. have it. So I'm my yeah, it's not nice, is I'm it? Yeah, it's about not my nice. Parents. Yeah, imagine if your be- if your dad and man were Beatles. <laughs> okay, just imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sat fair on enough. the sat on the sofa. Yeah. Fair enough. Good. Anyway, I was watching Top. I watched Top Gun a load of times. It was one of my favorite films when I was a kid. I'll ride your tail. And uh, when I was older, like quite a bit older, like an like an, a proper adult, someone in passing mentioned um, the sex scene between Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis in the film. Right. And I was like, what? And uh, they were like, yeah, you know, and well, basically to cut a long story short, yeah, my parents had basically paused it when that happened and then pressed record again when it stopped. Ah, So I never knew it was in there. My dad did that with Poltergeist. Right. So I missed all the Poltergeisty bits. What's the point of that? What's the Poltergeist of that? Pete, dad, dad, that film didn't, didn't make any sense. Go and get yourself another frozen sausage, son. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's not a euphemism <laughs> let's get more brain worms in there uh, my dad uh, a little bit of news from Stewie Donaldson oh, good. Town uh, I bought my dad a um, infrared camera uh, to catch wildlife in the garden because I got a hedgehog 
He finally caught the hedgehog on camera. Good. Can we see it? Get it on, on social. Well, the problem is it records it on in an AVI format. Who records anything in AVI anymore? I don't even know what that extension bore is. Off, bore off Cordec dickheads. Yeah. Um, it's clear it's very old technology. Stuart Donaldson, that man needs his own jingle. Well, if he did, couldn't play it out. He didn't oh, yeah, the iPad good button. point. Never mind. So you'll get it through at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, all right, Pete, that's probably just about as much time as we've got now. It's about all I can handle. Yeah. Yeah, let's get out of it. You are too hot to handle. Pete, for um, your... Don't email about politics. Other than that, anything, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Pete and I will read them and we'll read out our favourites on the show. Um, get in touch. We'll be back on Monday with our next, um, our next Luke and Pete and we will see you soon. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes and tell all your pals about us because we really appreciate it. It helps our show, basically. It does. Everything is inherently political. The censorship your mother and father did on that film was True. reprehensible. True. It's disgraceful. Goodbye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.